So tonight we have a great topic. And this topic is something I believe that all of us, all of us can probably get a little bit something from, including myself. And the topic is change. Why is it so hard? Why is change so difficult? Why is it so hard for us? And I know that for the most part, we all are making efforts to close the gap between who it is that we are today and who it is that we intend to be. And when I say intend to be the person you intend to be like, you know, who you want to show up as the person you want to really, truly be when it comes to, you know, how you function in different parts of your life. And so that's the topic tonight. Now, I would be curious to hear from any of you all who are familiar with what it's like to go through significant change. When I say significant change, I mean personal change. I'll give you give you an example, like a change I went through recently was uh, I got married last year. And so getting married was a change. But the transformation that took place before I got married was the real change, the transformation of my mind, the transformation of actually being able to be or actually digest the idea of being in a committed relationship. And for those of you who know me and know me for a long time, know that that was something I had a hard time with. And so that changed. I I mean, that's something I changed. I intended to be a man that could have a family that could be married, but it was like, how do you make that transition? How do you make that change? And again, the topic tonight is change. Why is it so hard? I mean, why is change so hard? So I would love to hear from you all your perspective on why change is so hard. But I also want to hear, you know, solutions that you have. What are some things that have worked for you in regards to actually implementing change into your life? Change that stuck. Change that actually stuck around. Because I know many of us, the one time that we think about change is at the beginning of the year, new year. When we think about New Year's resolutions and then, you know, maybe the numbers The statistics say that most of us will abandon our New Year's resolutions within 14 days. And so we abandon our New Year's resolutions. But part of the reason is because we were trying to change something. And why is change so hard? And again, we're all making efforts to close the gap between where we are today, who we are today and where we intend to be and who we intend to be. Right. I know I am. There are things that I want to improve on. So why is it so hard? Like, why is it so difficult for us to make the change in our lives that we really want to make? And so tonight during the show, like I said, I will offer three tips for making personal change. And I want to hear you all's perspectives. So that's what's happening. So with that, I'm going to dive right in to the topic. But I think the best way to start is just to categorize change for what it is. It's tough. Change is tough. And it's tough to change, especially the older we get, right? It's tough to change. So regardless of the long-term payoff for short-term work, many of us can't seem 
to really tighten the hatch, hunker down and change. So why is change so difficult? And think about this, right? Logically, we know this is change that helps us, right? I don't know about you, but most of the change that I'm going after in my life is a change that actually aligns with something that I'm up to, aligns with who I'm looking to be. And because it aligns with who I'm looking to be, this is a change that would help me. This is a change that would help my family. And so change helps us reach long-term goals and our aspirations, our dreams. Like many of us have dreams, many of us have aspirations and ideas. And in order to implement on those ideas, in order to go after those goals, there are changes that we will need to make, that we are in the process of making. But if you're anything like me, you, you find that change is hard. Why is that? Now, I can't answer that for you, and that's one of the reasons I would love to get you all's perspective this evening. But I can share with you the answer for me. Now, I can offer you a couple of tips and tricks and things that have worked for me, but I would love to hear from some of you things that have worked for you. But why is change so difficult? Now, the first thing I would say, the first tip that I would provide around change is I honestly believe that one of the reasons change is so difficult for us is because we're not really clear on who we're changing. Let me say that one more time to make sure you grasp it. I believe that one of the reasons change is so difficult for us is because we're not really clear on who we're changing. All right, so what do I mean? Well, Linnell, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is, do you really know who you are? Like, do you know the person that you are? And when it comes to change, have you really, really come to grips with the man in the mirror? It's funny because the constant conversation that I'm in with myself is, Linnell, what is it that you're missing about you? What is it that you don't know about you that you need to know so that way you can begin to make the change that you want to make? And this is a very important question. And I've actually posed this question before around who are you? Like, do you know who you are? I'll tell you the foundation, the fundamental foundation of the work that I'm doing around purpose Part of the reason I'm working so deeply on purpose in the workshops is because my belief is that many of us right now are walking around and we have no clue who we are. Like when it really comes down to being able to identify who it is that we are on the planet, we don't know. And our case in point is if I were to ask you, what are your top 10 talents? What are your top 10 strengths? Could you just name them out? Most of us can't. Most of us, we get into a conversation and somebody says, tell me a little bit about you. And the first thing that comes out of our mouth is, uh. And then we go to what we do or the titles that someone else has given us. Well, I work at so-and-so and at so-and-so I do X, Y, and Z. But that's not who you are. 
I said it before. When you know your purpose, your purpose becomes your work. And when you know what your work is based on your purpose, they can fire you from your job, but they can't take your work. That's why it's so important for us to know who we are. I love this. Somebody on Periscope said change without instant gratification is tough. I agree. I agree. And that might be part of the reason. I'll tell you this. One of the things that I do as a coach, I work with my clients. And what we do is we set up projects. So typically, you know, every client, there's a parts of their lives that they're looking to transform and move forward. Right. So transformation is change. And so what we do in the projects is we actually set up rewards. So that way you can actually have some type of gratification for making the change. So that was an excellent comment that part of the reason that we don't change is because there's no instant gratification. Hey, if you're in a relationship and you're looking for somebody to change, when they change, you should reward them. If they begin to conduct themselves the way you've been asking them to, and then you're like, it's about time, and then all of a sudden there's a relapse, (laughs) that's why. Because as human beings, we need to be rewarded. We need to be rewarded and we need to know how to reward ourselves. And as I'm saying it, I'm I'm thinking it's one of the most difficult things for me. Often the one thing in my projects that's missing is the reward. And if you don't have a reward, almost any project, any goal, any dream that you have, if you have not figured out what the reward is for that, you do. Start that business. How are you going to reward yourself? If you do happen to make that shift or that change, then what do you get for that? Um, So that was an excellent comment. Thank you for that. But again, to change, you must know who you are trying to change. So tip one, the first tip that I would provide you is to know thyself. Know yourself. And when I say know yourself, I mean get real, because what happens is a lot of us have these these idealistic relationships with ourselves. Like we see ourselves through a lens of who we want to be, but it's not really who we are. And so it becomes a time where you have to actually own up to and say, well, that's not who I am. So that means if that is part of who I need to be. Then. I got to first have to know that's not who I am. And if that's who I need to be, then how do I begin to make the change? But it takes a lot of awareness and a lot of self-honesty. So I'm telling you, I start losing viewers on Periscope. You start talking about self-honesty. I'm wondering how people are doing out in radio land right now. I mean, like if we're talking about change, if you really want to know how to change, Like if you tuned in because you're like, you know what change is hard. How do you change? And you're having a hard time with this first piece. I'm telling you, it's step one. We have got to get to the point where we know who we are. I know myself. I know my purpose on the planet. I know my vices. I'm clear on them. I know my stops. I know my context. What do I mean by context? Humans operate in three pervasive contexts. Some of us are always looking for what's right or wrong. You know, we're black and white. We either agree or disagree with things. That's some of us. Others of us, 
It's always enough, not enough. Always scared that somebody's going to take a little bit of what you got. That's the context. That's a context. There's never enough. That's a context. Salim show. They were talking about the context that slavery put on African-Americans. Enough, not enough is a huge part of the context. So you have to know that about yourself and then begin to look for it in certain places. You know, where's this context showing up in your life and inhibiting you from changing? The other one is constitutionally unlovable. There are some of us who just we just don't believe that we're lovable. And the reason we don't believe it is because we've created some story that's really, really good to us. It's an internal story. It's a story in the head. But either way, the story is good. And the story says nobody loves you. And so we believe it. But regardless of what context you're in, regardless of who you are, do you really know yourself? Do you know the context? Hey, again, this is one of the reasons why I'm such a big proponent for coaching, not just because I'm a coach. But because coaching changed my life. How did coaching change my life? It began to help me see myself in a different light. See myself in a way where I was like, oh, wow, here are my stops. Here are the things that get in my way. Oh, I have an enough, not enough context. This thing is showing up everywhere in my life. I'm always afraid there won't be enough. I can't stop. I can't rest. What if? I operated outside of that context, outside of that story. Then maybe I could go and concentrate on my dreams. Maybe then I can go after my goals. But if I'm being driven by that context, then survival is the only thing on my mind. Survival is the only thing on my mind. So that's part of it. So anyway. Now, when it comes to this question of who you are, like, who are you? This question can only be answered by you. You might think other people can answer it, but it only can be answered by you. And as a matter of fact, like in coaching, one of the things I do with clients is I tell them what the contexts are. Here are the different contexts that a human being may have. Where do you see yourself? And almost all the time they're like, whoa, and they can see themselves, right? And then... Now you have the answer and others can give you feedback. They can provide your perspective, but ultimately it will require your silence, silence, which is hard to come by and reflection, which it's hard to find time for to identify who you really are. So tip number one, find a quiet place, make some time to reflect. And then by the way, Check out my workshop because it's all about helping you identify who you are, what your purpose is on the planet, what your purpose is, what your power is. So that way you can clearly see your possibilities and the potential for transformation. The other reason why change can be difficult is because often we procrastinate. We procrastinate and we put a lot of stock in the person we will be tomorrow. So we say, well, you know, come Monday, I'm going to change that about myself. But what we don't realize is the person that you are in this moment is the same person you will be Monday. And so when it comes time to implement the change, the same resistance you have today will be the same resistance you have Monday. There's no difference. I mean, 
That's why it's best when you have an epiphany, when you say it's time for me to change, you should change in that moment. Boom. Change in that moment. Because if you don't change in that moment when you have the apex of emotion or motivation to make the change, it's very unlikely that if you bet on the Monday you, that that Monday you is going to have any different type of feeling or motivation than what you have in that moment. As a matter of fact, the secret to motivation and inspiration is actually acting in it when you have it. So when you're motivated, acting in it in that moment. When you're inspired, acting in it, taking action in that moment. That's one of the biggest things that I found that has been a huge difference maker for me in my life is getting the inspiration, acting on it in the moment. Sometimes I have thoughts about a blog. Sometimes I have thoughts about a show. I act on it in the moment. I write it down immediately. Because if I wait, if I push that off, it will, poof, be gone. That's how it is. All right, so let's get into tip number two for change. So what can make change just a little bit easier? So the first was knowing who you are. The second is, What's your brand? What's your brand? And when I say brand, I mean exactly what I mean. I've shared it on the air when I spoke at UIC. I challenged the students the same way. But when I say certain things, you know what they are right away just because of the words. Like when I say just do it, right away you think Nike because they've branded those three words. Just do it with a period. They've branded those words. So what's your brand and I don't mean who you would like to be okay or who you imagine yourself to be I'm asking you about your authentic persona and the question is what is your brand and this question again can only be answered by you but you can also ask those close to you because they pretty much know what your brand is They see you wear your brand. And so, you know, you might say, well, I want to be motivational. But if you're complaining all the time, if you don't see the silver lining in much of anything, and you ask ask the people around you, like, do I have a motivational brand? And they're looking at you sideways. That means you got some work to do. And part of the reason it becomes so difficult for us to change, again, is we're not necessarily acquainted with who we are, nor are we acquainted with our brand. I mean, if I were to say my brand as a life coach, as an inspirer, as a motivator, if I came on the air constantly sharing my problems, constantly complaining about the state of the city I live in, constantly complaining about the state of my community, there's only a certain amount of time before you would say, well, he's not inspirational. He's not motivational because an inspirational person understands the reality of it, but part of it is inspiring us to see something different, inspiring us to see a different type of possibility. That's who I am. It's one of the reasons why I don't get on the air and talk about all the stuff that's happening in the world, because a lot of that stuff is depressing. And unfortunately, the news is biased. I mean, we're not going to hear all the wonderful things that are happening. And so if I can't share with you everything that's happening, why talk about any of it? I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah, I know a plane went down in Egypt. Yeah, I know, you know, that a woman got shot on 35th by the Starbucks yesterday here in Chicago. The same Starbucks that my wife and I frequent. 
that friends of mine frequent. Yeah, I know that's that's troubling, but I don't talk about it because it's not a part of my brand. I mean, so my thing is somebody said negativity sticks to people on Periscope. Yeah, it, it, absolutely. But unfortunately, we submerge ourselves in it to the extent that it can become a part of your brand. So you got to watch your inputs. And I, I've talked about this on the show a lot. But if you know you want to change, the first piece is knowing who you are. The second piece is then saying, all right, then based on who I am, what's my brand? What do I want to put out to the world? Because I will tell you, there is nothing that will hold you accountable to changing than telling the world that you are something. I am a motivator. I am an inspirator. Not inspire. So now I have to walk in that. And if I don't, I become a fraud real quick. And one of the things cool about human beings is we can sniff out a fraud. We're good at that. Y'all know when somebody being fake and phony. <laughs> you, can, you can sniff it real quick. Be like, oh, no, they fake, they phony. So what does your brand say about you? You know, what is your Facebook profile picture? What is your cover photo? What does that say about you? I've talked about it before. You know, some people are saying I'm a father. Some people are saying I'm a mother. Some people are saying I love my wife. I love my spouse. What are you saying? What is your brand saying? Because part of the ability to change is also how other people see you. If people see you one way and that's the way you act and you want to change and be something different, then it means you have to start somewhere. They have to be able to see like, wait a second, something changed. He's dressing different. His persona or her persona is different. But that's a part of change. So how do you want to be seen? Because how you want to be seen externally has a whole lot to do with what's happening internally as well. And keep in mind, you are whatever you pretend to be. You pretend to be successful enough and you will happen upon some success. But you pretend to be a thug long enough And you might find yourself mistakenly in jail talking about I'm innocent. You are whatever you pretend to be. And here's the kicker. When we talk about persona, it doesn't matter if you disagree with me because persona isn't about your opinion or what you want people to think of you. Persona is what people perceive your character and brand to be. And if they perceive something about you because you're broadcasting it, it will become very difficult to change that about yourself because your environment, getting into number three, but your environment has a lot to do with who you are. So if you want to change somebody's opinion, you have to change your brand. You have to change how they see you. And then you begin to change how you see yourself. And I'm going to tell you, you can't control people's opinions of you, but you can control what you push out and how they perceive that about you. You know, a woman might say, well, I'm not that type of woman. Well, what's the perception you're pushing? A man might say, well, I'm not that type of man. Again, what is the perception that you're pushing? Because a part of change is really about how you brand yourself. So what are you broadcasting? That's probably the best way to put this. Does it match who you want to be, who you intend to be, the person you're changing into? 
I'm going to tell you, if you want to lose weight, you want to get into the gym, the first step might be going to get gym clothes. And for a month or two, you might actually just walk around in the gym clothes before you can make it to the gym. But eventually, if you're wearing gym clothes all the time, you might find yourself working out. But if you don't have gym clothes, then you're that much further. I'm just saying you have to take it in baby steps. And sometimes we try to boom. We try to do it all at one time. Your persona is a huge part of this. All right. So tip number three. Tip number one again. Tip number one was you have to know who you are to change who you are. Tip number two is what's your brand? Know your brand. Push your brand. Number three is probably I would say it's as important as number one. But your environment. If you want to change, you have to change your environment. Again, I've said it on the show a number of times, but. You know, you are the company you keep. If you want to change, if you let's say, you know, you hang around the wrong crowd and you want to change You don't want to be perceived that way. You don't want to get in trouble. You actually want to change. The first thing you have to do is change the crowd. You have to change your environment. So what does your environment communicate about you? You know, where you choose to spend your time communicates something about you. It communicates something about you. I was having a dinner with a brother that I uh, we actually met virtually in Dubai. He was in Dubai the same time I was in Dubai and we got connected, but we didn't have a chance to meet in Dubai. So we just had dinner tonight before the show. And he was sharing with me, you know, he, he likes to go to cigar lounges one because he enjoys to smoke a cigar, but also two because of the environment, the people that he has the opportunity to meet. So he's chosen that environment based on, what he wants to create in his life. And shout out to Steve and his wife, Steve Watts and his wife. But, hey, I'm telling you, your environment has a lot to do with who you are, who you choose to spend your time with. Communicate something about you. I can tell you all right now, if I start spending my time with certain people, not going to mention names, but if I start spending my time with certain people, almost immediately, my credibility would be questioned because of the company I'm keeping, because of the environment I've introduced myself to. I don't know why we think in any way that we, you know, that this doesn't matter for us. And an environment is not just about people. It's just not about spaces. It's also about what you surround yourself with, your desk, your cubicle at work, your office, your home. They all communicate things about you, and they also communicate things to you. You know, I think it's Albert Einstein said a cluttered desk is the proof of a cluttered mind. A cluttered desk is proof of a cluttered mind. So your environment has a lot to do. If you're like, hey, I want to make sure that I'm always on time in the future, but, you know, Your clothes are everywhere, so you're completely disorganized. Uh, Good luck, because your environment will be working against you the entire time. So when we're talking about change, it's not just about changing yourself. It's about changing not only yourself, not only getting acquainted with who you are, 
but also what you're broadcasting. And then secondly, the environment that you're in. So all of these things communicate something to us subconsciously. You know, your environment communicates something to you subconsciously. And your environment has a lot to do with what you can and cannot change about yourself. So here's a life coach hint. If you really want to change something about yourself, I would say, you know, getting to learn yourself is necessary, but it also is a lot tougher than changing your environment. So if you want to change your environment, then you begin to execute on the things around you. If a person wants to get more sleep and they tend to stay up late watching television in bed and they say, well, I want to get more sleep, so I'm just going to turn the television off. Well, that may work. But again, now in the 21st century, it's super easy to turn the television right back on. If you have a habit, more than likely, if you can't go right to sleep, what are you going to do? Pick up the remote, turn it on. So if you truly want to get more sleep and stop watching television, then what you may want to do is actually take the television out of the room and completely shift the environment. Now, change is tough. That may be painful for some of you to even think about if that happens to be your particular situation. But if you truly want to be the best version of yourself, then sometimes these are the type of changes that we need to make. And that is a change that you can make to your environment that actually helps you facilitate change much faster. And so that's how changing your environment can help. So I'll tell you this. Change is not the easiest thing. And for me, part of the way I change, part of the way that I begin to make changes is I surround myself with reminders, with inputs that will help me change. And so for you guys, I've done this. I've done this for you guys. I have the blog, www.inspirationalperspective.com. It's free to subscribe, weekly posts. Get on the blog. Check out the blog. I have post after post on change, post after post on just how to manage different areas of your life. Not all of them written by me. Some written by others. I also have the text messaging service. For those of you in the U.S., all you have to do is text the word INSPIRED, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D, to 43783. So 43783. Um, the word INSPIRED to 43783. Now, why would you do that? The reason is because you will get an inspirational text message every day, an inspirational quote every day. It's an input. It's an input that reminds you why you're up to what you're up to. And again, you know, one of the Periscope listeners said negativity sticks. And so we have to surround ourselves with inspiration. Again, it's about environment. So, again, change is necessary. It's hard, but it's necessary. And there's a whole lot of us that know that there are things that we need to change. You know, there's a quote by Rick. Godwin, and he says, one reason people resist change is because they focus on what they have to give up instead of what they have to gain. So what do you have to gain? 
Why would you make these changes? Focus on that. And I believe that will make change that much easier for you. All right, Chicago, it's been real. Thank you guys for listening. As always, got to give a special shout out to my inspirational peeps that follow me on Facebook. Thank you guys. If you don't follow us already, follow us on Inspirational Perspective on Facebook. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Linnell Harris. That's L-I-N-A-L-H-A-R-R-I-S. Have a wonderful evening. I'm Linnell Harris, Chicago's very own life coach, and you've been listening to Inspirational Perspective. Have a great evening.